Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. going on people this is fucking point hammer shit episode 113 lucky number 113 <laughs> they don't tell you that they don't but it's true yeah as is evidenced by our raging erections <laughs> it's true you just heard it on the internet so, i mean it must be true yeah can't not be <laughs> what the fuck you been up to buddy oh, i've been busy got my north star prep Got my mm. Exalted Flamer <laughs> all done up. That bastard painted pretty quick once oh, yeah? I sat down to it. It's mostly skin. Any army that's mostly skin, that's probably what I'm sticking to from now on. <laughs> so easy when the things aren't wearing clothes. Going Lizzie's next or what then? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Skaven? Eh. Uh, Beastmen. Beasts, yeah, there you go. Clothes. Orcs. Orcs got a lot of skin. Uh, they got little belts. Uh, they yeah. wear pants and stuff. You just paint the pants green. Call them skin. He's <laughs> <laughs> got some fucking clear plastic pants on. Yeah. And just spend an eternity, like, filing down the edges of the, the, the pant the pant legs so it just <laughs> looks smooth, you know? The belt off there. Sculpt little peckers on them. They just have, like, huge... Untoed feet. <laughs> <laughs> you can paint on the toes, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> paint on the detail, man. <laughs> the fucking model is your canvas, bro. Yeah, so that's that went well. I had to do up an objective as well. Mm. Kind of forgot about that. Yeah. I had to cannibalize a, because it's a 40 millimeter objective. So I just snipped a screamer from its base. So I did up, up a bunch of screamers yeah. a while ago, probably before I did almost anything else. The screamers were one of the first units I did, and then I decided not to use them. So I just clip one off, and just looks like a little KV 40-millimeter base with some proper bones on it and such. <laughs> yeah. Did up a bunch of, bunch of new junk boys. I'm having a fucking blast with these bastards. Nice. I can get through. I can paint one an entire sitting now. Okay. Even though it still takes two or three hours, but... I don't get pissed off halfway through. <laughs> Keep the morale up. I did get, remember the, the Chaos Dwarf on Lamasu? Yeah. The pro model I mentioned? Uh, yep. You bought it? Yeah, I got it. Fucking, oh, you uh, got it here? I <laughs> got three, three big donations. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, this is pro painted? Isn't yeah. It? No, it's not pro painted, but oh. it's... Uh, you know, it's just a fucking night. It made no such claims, John. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> that's yeah. it, all it is is base coated. <laughs> yeah, I, with the help of three three people teamed up, all chipped in. Much appreciated. <laughs> I'll put your names in the show notes for sure. Um, so now, yeah, I got my first fucking competition model here. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> what are you gonna do with this now? Uh, I'm gonna. I gotta figure out what kind of wooden, kind of plaque type base I want to mount it on. Yeah, and then. One thing I didn't notice was the uh, awesome snow basing on it. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it. Didn't mention that. It seems pretty well done. Yeah. It's a little flaky, but... And then looking at it from the back, there's like a weird tentacle connecting the Chaos Dwarf with Space Marine Head to the actual creature. <laughs> kind of wonder what... Let me see. Maybe it's maybe a saddle it should... of some type. Yeah. <laughs> 
Maybe I should message the original guy, see what see what he was going for there. Oh, yeah, that makes no fucking sense. It literally is a tentacle <laughs> through the carapace on the back of this rot fly <laughs> to the back of the neck of the bro riding it. What a weird fucking situation. Yeah, so I'm going to work on the... It's pro sculpted, though. The base first, and then I'm going to fucking get to it. I'm not totally sure what I'm going to do with it yet, other than... Um, I'm gonna fucking do my best on this piece of shit. And use see like, what see what I can do. Like a smaller version of Grant's polishing a turd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like polishing a turd to the highest sheen <laughs> imaginable. Problem is, bro, it's still gonna be a turd. Well, <laughs> it's still gonna stink. Hold on. Some of the still gonna attract more rot flies. I believe some of the competition is based off votes online. Ah. So uh you know, there's some potential here. This thing's got legs. You know, people <laughs> like what they see. I don't know if it's just for one category or just to get into the finals or just yeah. for fun or something. But, uh, yeah, I remember they do do the voting. So Do-do. They might uh, might be able to do something with this. So, yeah, th- thanks, guys, for chipping in for that. This is going to be a fun. I'm going to be blogging the whole thing. What did this cost? Each step of the way. It is uh, thirty bucks. Buy it now. <laughs> nice shipping paid. <laughs> yep. So we're fucking good to go. Did the dude who sold it to you take note of the fact of who you were and that this has been discussed uh, there was for thousands no of years? Communication or anything? Okay. Well, then it it was discussed over what would happen to the model once it's finished, and I did hold on to the buyer's or the the seller's address. And I'm almost inclined just to ship it back to them <laughs> after everything's said and done. So okay, I don't know what you've been up to. I have not really been up to anything. Still have the same fucking Orctonian boar rider sitting there. He's probably getting dusty by now. Between my shit apple problem at the apartments <laughs> and my house remodeling, and an old lady that lives in Madison, shit's pretty busy. Don't really spend weekends at home anymore. <laughs> and if I do, she's here. Oh, she's come on up, huh? Yeah, we just switch back and forth. So I'll go there. She goes here. Mm. Been working out pretty well. Sounds good. Yeah. You know, don't recommend getting yourself involved in any home remodeling projects. <laughs> <laughs> Although more so than that, I don't re- recommend getting yourself involved in any fucking rental property. <laughs> <laughs> what a disaster. I had these people that never paid September rent. Okay. And so, like, mid-September, so I went and filed eviction, and then you get a court date in early October. Mm-hmm. And then you got to hire, I hire this fucking private investigator, because you have to hire someone to serve him the court nice. papers. So I hire this bro, and he's a fucking complete idiot. He can't <laughs> track these people down, and you got to serve him so many days before your court appearance. So mm-hmm. he can't track them down. He says he's hunting all around for him, and he, like he's calling me every day with updates, but he ain't doing shit but sitting outside the apartment. I'm like, dude, why don't you figure out where they work? He's like, well, I don't know how to do that. Like, dumbass, <laughs> look on fucking Facebook. You call yourself a private fucking investigator. Like, you, you can't fucking figure this basic shit. And I'm paying this dude. Like, he's working for me. I fucking paid him like 80-something bucks, right? So... Finally, he tracks down the dude. Is but he get, getting paid daily or weekly? No, he or? gets a flat fee for serving oh. the papers. Oh, fucking weird. Yeah, and he... Uh, Check the Twitter feed, man. Uh, well, all he's got to do, look on Facebook. Oh, He's like, that's a really good idea. <laughs> like, Jesus, fuck, dude. I'm hiring these fucking morons. And last time I hired him, 
this was late last year to serve papers for me. When when we were in court, he served them just fine. And when we were in court, the, the lady's like, yeah, that guy was drunk as a skunk when he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of like that about him. But, I mean, I'm paying him. And so anyways, he didn't serve the – he served the dude but not the chick. They're both on the lease. you got to serve them both. So I got eviction against the dude but not against the chick. So then that delays the fucking court date a couple more weeks. He finally just got her served – Um the other day and so like everything's squared away now i just got to get the writ of restitution take it over to the sheriff Mm -hmm. and then get these cocksuckers tossed out of there so i can clean up the goddamn disaster they left for me (laughs) knowing goddamn well they don't own anything like worth worth keeping or whatever it's just a bunch of fucking garbage so what a fucking Uh, hassle though these things properties llc (laughs) it's the first time it's really gone really poorly for me so uh-huh. And it's, you know, whatever. It's going to happen. They were good tenants for a long time. They just, like, they lost their, he lost his job. Their cars start getting repossessed. I'm like, mm. oh, God, this is going south Spireland. quick. Yeah, I could see it happening from probably in, like, August. I've seen all this happening. So. Fucking dimensional cascade of life, oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're the same people that I was, did I tell you the deer story? No. So, yeah, they had no money. They're going broke. I was up, up there, like, kind of fucking around at one of my garages, and I smelled something really weird. So I start sniffing around. I'm like, oh, man, something is dead. So I open a garage, like nothing. Walk to the next door. It's a little stronger. Open that one. And there's like this shitty old refrigerator sitting in there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, maybe that's what I smell. So I close it and I go to the next door. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and it was theirs. So I open the door and maggots just rain down off the door. Uh, what and there's the a, fuck? a deer carcass in there. Nothing but a rib cage and a head. Like, the whole rest of the body, they had stripped and eaten. So they're, like, living off this fucking deer carcass that they're cutting up in my garage. And there's just maggots streaming to the door trying to get out. It was so fucking gross. I took a bunch of pictures of it. That might make a good episode cover. But oh my word. They, uh, so then I'm like, dude. Living off the land, man. Yeah. They're just in a bad, bad spot. But not my fucking problem as it happens. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, yeah, I haven't been up to shit in the hobby. between the old lady and the fucking apartment and house i do feel some motivation yesterday i was putting together my links for the blog so i was like man i should work on this shit again talk about your inner inner hobby here you haven't done much with your outer hobby (laughs) i've been thinking i gotta put together a list for mayhem pretty soon and get that sent over it's due on the first i think oh really yeah I don't know if it's 11. Yeah, it must be the 1st of November because I think that shit's in November this yep. year. It's like the 23rd, something, something, something like that. Uh, yeah. So, oh, man. Okay, yeah, that's creeping up too. Well, let's get to the email of the week. Yeah. This one is from Ian Stanett. Okay. And this is c- kind of funny. It's hilarious in several ways. <laughs> And one of them might be the language barrier. The language barrier? Why is there a language barrier? Well, just read the email. Okay. You'll (laughs) see that there's some confusion. Guys, I just thought you should know. I played your segment about flashlights to a bunch of flashlights. FLA. Uh, <laughs> oh, to a bunch of lesbian lady people, and we all fucking died with laughter. <laughs> Turns out they had all been there, and by been there, means that they had all used a six-cell battery in English speak electronic torch as a sex device during their teenage years. <laughs> I shall leave you to think about that. Keep it cool. Suck my balls. <laughs> Ian. So did 
So you were talking about the Fleshlight right. natural product. Correct. I want to go back now and listen and listen to it and see if <laughs> listening to it as a flashlight how how the how it would sound and the weird things you were saying about just fucking a flashlight then. <laughs> well, it doesn't really make sense from the male perspective unless you're inserting it. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm wailing my asshole out with this <laughs> flashlight. <laughs> fucking peel off the cap, man. <laughs> fucking pat it out with uh, some, maybe some green stuff or some epoxy sculpt. I mean, then, you could just work up something on your own, like around the the rim of the tube. Yeah. Well, then you fucking go to town. <laughs> he did follow up on Twitter and say, the first one said, me, one straight guy, and three lesbians have just died at your flashlight talk. <laughs> and then the second one he said was, oddly, we were thinking of actual flashlights. Uh, six, okay. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he was aware. <laughs> but it does sound pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm curious if anyone else has played the podcast for non-Warhammer people and what segments <laughs> they, those might be and what reactions you got. That is also why that email was chosen for mm. the email of the week. <laughs> is that going to become the question of the week? <laughs> uh, no, it, it is it interesting, here. though. It is interesting, yeah. Which parts do people enjoy? We're trying to branch out. <laughs> mm -hmm. The fucking tree, tree of life, man. <laughs> All, right, All right, so yeah, thanks, Ian. Moving voicemail, on. voicemail of the fucking week. Hayne Begley gives us a ring. What's up, bros? Hayne Begley down in Little Rock, Arkansas. Just uh. Heading out from work early in the freaking morning and uh, cracking up with Andy on the latest episode. Wanted to call in and answer the uh, the question about the rankings. And uh, my initial response was basically what my initial response was to the uh, Flashlight website that uh, I probably don't need that. It doesn't matter. Uh, but then uh, I started thinking, think rankings are exactly like the Flashlight website. Don't really go there that often, but what you do, it just hooks you. And you're like, oh, I gotta have one of these. Where you're looking at the website, the rankings, and you're like, man, this asshole's ahead of me. I'm not letting that shit stand. Well, you know, you're prepping for your next tournament to beat somebody's ass, and for you know, you order three new flashlights. I don't know. I think that's how it works. Anyway, hope your brothers have a great time, and uh, some of all. All right. So that was Hane. <laughs> Fucking working in the flashlight. I nice. like it. A little word of advice to anybody. Never go to any sex toy website when you're horned up because <laughs> you will make impulse purchases. It's like going to the grocery store when you're hungry. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and like 10 minutes when you fucking bust one, you're going to be looking back like, dude, I just spent 80 bucks on a fucking flashlight. <laughs> You'd be happy when it gets there next time you get horned up. But mm -hmm. all in all, you could just avoid those purchases. If you do want to, though, probably should... Click through our site. <laughs> Go to Amazon and get one of those like four hundred dollar big rubber asses. Uh, oh yeah, so all that stuff's on Amazon, huh? Oh yeah. You're supporting the site, wetting the beak while you wet your tip. <laughs> yeah, we're wetting our beaks while you're wetting your ding dong. <laughs> uh, well, what do you think about the question, the rankings? Do you like them? Are they good for the community? Mm, you're asking me. Yeah. People are dying <laughs> to know, man. Well, I think they're, they're going to follow your lead. I think it's interesting and it's cool, but I don't think we should take it too seriously. Mm -hmm. 
Unless, yeah. Unless I'm at the top. <laughs> then it's clearly meaningful. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. Personally, don't care that much. But I do like it for the the Midwest is using it for the the Masters rankings and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of cool for people that are interested in that to see where they stand. And there's kind of like a rankings thing for that built in. Right. So you know what you can shoot for and stuff like that. Sure. Well, after how uh, Screw City GT went, <laughs> I'm not sure I fucking, I don't, I don't want to see any rankings <laughs> with my name on them. Oh, really? It's pretty bad. Interesting. Pretty bad, like round four when I'm playing the ringer. Well, why don't we get into the event of the week then? <laughs> Screw, Screw City? City? Yeah, you went down there. Well, okay, yeah, so I went down. My intention was to go down Friday, but I end up, because Madison's on the way. Mm-hmm. That's where the chick is. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll just stop at Madison for dinner and a little fucking fun time, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I end up staying the night in Madison, staying up to like 3 in the morning, and got to get up early and drive oh, to wow. fucking, <laughs> yeah, drive down to Screws. It's only an hour. Yeah, yeah, it's close. So it's it's not too bad, but but the whole fucking day... Saturday, I was so like wiped out, tired. I could barely fucking form a thought, and people kept coming up to me telling me how tired I looked. Mm-hmm. And I got smacked around like a fucking redheaded stepchild on the table. Really? So, but, but the uh, the minnow horde, man, the minnow <laughs> yeah. horde. Come on! That was probably one of the stupidest ideas I've ever had in my life. I I really wish I would have just went with the stale old Magic Heavy Beastman build because I would have done much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, tell us. How the Mino Horde did in each game. You don't have to get into the games. We just want to right. know how the Mino Horde did. I think only one game did they actually do something. Otherwise, they got, you know, chaffed up, mm-hmm. led around. Leader fucking eight, even with a re- re-roll, um, it's just, and frenzied. It's too many eggs in one basket. I don't think I ever... Did you start splitting out the characters? I mean, because those guys are tough on their own. I did later on in the tournament, but early on, I was so tired. I was like, fuck, I don't even care, dude. Push and then I started forward. drinking midday. What's that? Push it forward. Yeah, that was it. Every time, because I had a banner of fucking swiftness. So first time, every time, 14 inches forward. Nice. <laughs> Just Operation it's Grizzy. Intimidating. Yeah, but anybody with any chaff could deal with it so easily. So mm-hmm. um, really, it was... The only time it got rolling, I played. I was doing so fucking bad in round four. I played Alex the Ringer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And like he kind of rolled over and took it for me. I think he felt bad. <laughs> pulled down his pants. Yeah, he just pulled over. He pulled him down like just below his butt line and just rolled over on his side and let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> just like a good chick will do once in a while. <laughs> so like I beat I beat him that game. Uh, and then that was my first win up until there. That was round four. Round five, I played Tanya Shive. <laughs> Tanya Owen three. I got a draw round five against Tanya with her Dark Elves. Uh, that was probably the best game of the tournament, though. Tanya was really, really awesome to play. She's really yeah. cool. So I had a good time. That's fine. What the, was she running? She had Dark Elves. Mm-hmm. Um, not too dicky of a build either, though. So it wasn't, you know, you don't see all the, the normal fucking bullshit that it's like, oh, God, fucking Dark Elves again. <laughs> So I uh the classic Hastings Dark Elf complaints. <laughs> so, but that game was super fun and the, the games I had the day before were all right. I played like good dudes. I didn't play anybody that was a shit stick or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just so fucking out of it tired. It was my own fault. So yeah. 
Would you stop stop back in Madison on the way back now? <laughs> no, I was fucking hell tempted. Sunday morning and was, head up and go straight to work. I've done that before, and I plan on doing that this weekend. You just get up at 7 and go straight to work. But I didn't because I had barely had any sleep. And Domus and, well, the drinking Saturday night was yeah, pretty interesting. Was so I ordered a fucking, I got a, ended up with a whole fucking big Chicago pizza Saturday and I just drove a ton of it in me. And then I put it in my car and it baked at like 60 degrees Sunday. And then I, I just kept eating it. Every time I'd go to my car, I'd eat some of it. And then when I finally got home, I still had two pieces. So I fucking ate the last two pieces like the next day. Uh-huh. And my guts were How's destroyed. <laughs> Up until like Wednesday or Thursday, I was in a fucking bad situation. Uh-huh. But so like the pizza was ordered by McClure and we all had eaten in their room. Mm-hmm. Domus, Tom, Steve, Big John, and God, what's the other dude's name? I played him. Fuck. Dave King. So such a fucking such a good time though. Like we're just hanging out, shooting the shit. Harshi mm-hmm. came in for a little while and hung out. I think he was a little uncomfortable when my nutbag came out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a blast. Like we just hung out. And then at like midnight, uh-huh. they're all crashing. So I, I seen fucking Lou was posting something on Twitter. I'm like, where are you? But the place is a total maze. So I'm like, well, fuck it. Okay, I'm... yeah, so it's at the same, same yeah. venue? Yeah. So I'm like walking home, and I run into Lou. And they're like a door or two down from me is Lou and Lenny, and they're fucking hanging out. It's Lenny's birthday, apparently. Oh. So I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. So we just stand outside smoking cigs and drinking beers until like 2.30 in the morning. And I was already well lit when I fucking tried to go back to the room there. So mm-hmm. I was fucking so hammered, dude. It was a blast, though. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. It's nice to get... fucking hang out with the bros. It's been a long while. Mm-hmm. What kind of monsters did you go up against? Um, Any, like, Storm of Chaos or Monster Sarcanum stuff? Nah, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. I fought the the Hydra, obviously, in the Dark Elves. Well, it turns out I lost all fucking paperwork from the event. <laughs> so. I know I played Gary Luther round one. He was oh, rocking nice. dwarves, so... He's a good opponent. Yeah, that was a good game, and I was tired well, at that point. What monster did the dwarves have? I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> Between being so tired and drinking 15 beers that night, everything's a fucking blur. <laughs> now, round two, I had John Whitney. He had Dark Elves. And John was fun to play, too. Yeah, round three, I played David King. Okay. He had Lizard Men. So he had, like, a... I remember his monster was... We well, had the Bastilladon. Mm-hmm. And he had a Carnosaur... That game, that's one of the few games I do remember because it, he was, I just pushed everything forward. Mm-hmm. He charged everything into me, and then he started kicking my ass, <laughs> and I was desperate. So I shot a hu- a big purple sun, so uh, all the way down his battle line. It went thirty inches and uh-huh. killed like half his army, including his slan and stegadon, uh-huh. bunch of shit. Uh, stag. So the what, ancient stag survived. The Mino horde was fighting too, or was it being chased? The Mino horde got charged by like. Saurus, a Razordon, an Ancient Stag, I can't um, a Carnosaur. Beating that in combat. I mean, with the characters in there. Well, so many he, see, five. The big weakness. Attacks. The big weakness I had to that unit was the magic because I just had a level four death, so I was constantly getting fucking dicked over uh, with oh. the augments and the hexes, and that's what that's what cost me big time. You know, I did have a scroll. Um, I really should have taken Shadow, I think, because then I could fucking yeah. hex their shit up bad. But I don't know. For some reason, I'm just hooked on death because that's what I played for so long with the Beastmen. It was a pretty poor play, though, because I did, um, like, against John, the John Whitney, the uh, you know, the magic fucked me over big time, too, in terms mm-hmm. of what my 
you know, Horde could do. So it was a pretty common problem. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a good time. I know a few of the other HPBs went down. Looks like Butch cleaned up. Yeah, he cleaned on up the, on the awards, so that was painting. pretty cool. Player's Choice, Best Painted. Yeah, and uh, Best, best Monster. Monster. How did the uh, the Big Worm thing turn out in was person? pretty fucking cool. Like, everybody was well impressed, so Butcher yeah, out to himself to there. A, get a look at that in person. Yeah. Maybe we'll see it at North Star here. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Good old Butch. All right, well, that fucking wraps up. Screw City. Yeah. Sorry for the sore, sorry, sorry coverage, but I got my head, I got curb stomped there <laughs> by anybody I encountered. Uh, okay. So. Well, have you had any time for uh, read-in or audiobooking? I Well, I've been theorizing on a new tattoo. I want to get a huge back piece tattoo. Mm-hmm. So I pulled out all my old Norse mythology books because I'm thinking about getting a huge Ragnarok scene across my whole back. So mm, badass. So I've been reading just old Norse mythology shit. Mm-hmm. Just starting at the beginning. There's a couple of really awesome books. I'll link them if you're into that. But one I can highly recommend. Super well done and uh, lays them all out well. And even talks about different translations. And the book opens with quite a few pages just about the Vikings, the history, the culture, where they were coming from, how they were seen by others. It's really, really cool. So. Mm-hmm. Sounds badass. Yeah, I'll link yeah, that. Definitely link that. I have been listening to some Dune shit. Uh-oh. House Atreides <laughs> Dune prequel. That's what I'm listening to. No while shit. I've been working on yeah. these junk boys and the Exalted Flamer. It's pretty long. It's like 26 hours. <laughs> I'm probably three quarters of the way through. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm not super into Dune, but this is... I'm pretty kind intrigued. Of I've it, always wanted to check these out. It's so. kind of like Game of Thrones in space. Yeah. Because there's all the different houses and alliances. Intrigue. And, and people are getting screwed over. Yeah. So this one, it's all about Leto, Atreides. Okay, so it's a, a dad of the first guy. Prequel, right? Yeah. That's the dad of Muad'Dib. Muad'Dib. Paul Muad'Dib. Yeah, so it's got a... Vladimir Harkonnen. Yeah. He's like an Adonis in this book. Oh, really? He's kinda, before he's really fat with the suspenses. Yeah, kind of explains how he gets really fat. <laughs> Is he like a child rapist? Yeah. Little boys all, in the book? Yeah. He's all into that. And yeah. He's like being forced to bang like these Bene Gesserit chicks against his will. For the breeding thing? Yeah, for the breeding program. They want some <laughs> fucking Harkonnen man juices in the line. <laughs> so, yeah. A lot of it's the same. Yeah. Same stuff. As, uh I remember at the start of Dune, the breeding program. It's got a young Duncan Idaho. Oh. He fucking grew up on the Harkonnen planet, hunted by the Harkonnens. I have fucking read and listened to about 20 or 30 young Duncan Idaho's because they keep cloning his ass later on. All right. So he's always a young Duncan Idaho, (laughs) and eventually he wakes up and has the memories of the old Duncan Idaho. fucking original Duncan Idaho. (laughs) Talks about how he gets hooked up with the Atreides. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty good. It's not anything super great, but yeah. if you're into that, you probably enjoy these. This is shit that was backstory that was written by the son, right? Not Frank Herbert himself. Yeah, I think it's the son, and yeah. then he's got a and his little cohort, guy, and then um, I was kind of looking, just seeing what's all out there. And there's like another trilogy that's like thousands of years before this. <laughs> that's like about the like big machine war, and like the Butlerian Jihad. Yeah. That's the one that um. Dave Whitech called me up and recommended that 
I listened to that afterwards. He's like, yeah, this shit is... And he claimed it was super, super good. So it's on my list of shit to listen to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, listen to this one. Pretty good. Yeah. We'll see. I haven't decided if I'm going to check out book two and three yet. Mm. I'll report back on that, John. All right. <laughs> cool. I keep trying to get back to World War by Turtle Dove, but it, it just kind of fizzled out and... I don't think I'm going to. You're just gonna, at this point, you're just going to go to the Wikipedia entry. <laughs> see how it see ends. See if you can get a synopsis of how it ends. Ah, that's not a bad idea I've because done that. it's just not that, it's not gripping. I don't know. And it just drags on. It's very repetitive, too. So, mm-hmm. But the problem is, I bought this e reader just for those three books. <laughs> <laughs> so now I bought a fucking e reader because uh-huh. I got three free. Rogerian <laughs> ebooks. Oh, I got some more EPUBs. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll check uh, something else out because this, yeah. The first book was really good, and then after that, it just fizzled really fast. I'm probably like a hundred okay. pages into the second book. So, all right, what do we got next, buddy? Current obsession. What have you been watching? Well, I've actually been listening mm. to something lately. Okay. Video games, the emulator is going good. Nothing new to report there, but. Uh, <laughs> A few weeks ago, we had a conversation. I don't remember what the hell we were talking about. It was over the chat program at work. And somehow, like, survival podcasts, like prepping podcasts. <laughs> Doomsday I think I mentioned shit. it, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I bet there's some out there. I'm going to go check oh, yeah. them out. And there ended up being quite a few, and I started listening to one of them called Today's Survival Show. And this is before the Ebola shit really went down right. in the U.S. But they do have a good episode about Ebola, if you're worried about that, steps you could take. <laughs> it's really pretty interesting. So is it well done and they're educated on the subject, or is it just a bunch of... Because like, some Warhammer podcasts are dudes with like no skills and well, no credentials pretty much just talking all, stupid. all podcasts. Well, dudes <laughs> I suppose. With no credentials other than they want to do a podcast. But no, you these can be guys educated on a subject and informative on No, these on are it. knowledgeable guys. Okay. Like on this, the Ebola one, they inter- interview like a doctor who was in the military who's really into prepping. So he kind of knows stuff about the military side and what they're doing about Ebola and then... He kind of talks about, um, you know, back here in the States, what we could expect and, yeah, you know, things you would do if, if you're worried about that. But anyways, the reason I'm talking about it is the most recent episode is super interesting okay. because one of the guys in the, their community got raided by the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> oh, shit. And this, they, they didn't get a warrant. This is really interesting. You should listen to it because it's completely bizarre. It's basically exactly what all the what they're crazy all right-wingers about. are <laughs> worried about. Exactly <laughs> happened where they uh, didn't get a warrant. They stormed the compound. Stormed his house. <laughs> yeah. He lives in Montana, but it is just like a house. Yeah. And they uh, labeled him as a domestic terrorist mm. because... So it, they didn't have to get a warrant because he was a domestic terrorist because he was storing. They knew that he was storing more than seven days' worth of food. Ooh. So anyone storing more than seven days' worth of food in your house, you can be classified as a domestic terrorist. And the government can come in and fucking completely wreck your shit, <laughs> take all your stuff. And then when you ask for it back, they just say that they lost it and they don't know where it is. I feel like... 
I have more than seven days food in my house right now. I think most people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a really interesting listen. I'm going to put a link to that. It's called Today's Survival Show. I'll have a link in the show notes. It's really fucking... It was interesting to hear their kind of right-wing take on it and, like, why the government would do that. It's kind of weird because, like, it really doesn't make any sense why they would do that at all. Well, they kind of... You thought he was, like, building bombs and shit. But, but they really had no evidence. Yeah, they didn't have anything. But they just completely fucked up this dude's <laughs> entire house, destroyed everything. Like, he had a greenhouse that um, had this special kind of glass to uh, work in the winter in Montana so they can still grow fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And they broke every single pane of glass for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think that speaks volumes of our government, but I don't know that. We yeah, it's get interesting because, like, <laughs> I will. You know, some of our money is going to pay for this, right? And like, what's what's, what's the purpose? The like, yeah. why are they harassing people? I don't know. I'm not super into that kind of stuff, but I thought it was a really interesting. Listen, yeah. as a generally liberal type person, overall, <laughs> to mm. kind of hear this play out, I'm like, maybe you know, I guess maybe they're onto something there. <laughs> yeah, everything they say about. Which you're like, whatever, <laughs> exactly happened. So it was very interesting. I don't know. What have you been watching? Well, two things. So I had bailed on North Star, as previously discussed, because um, apartment shit this weekend. But I should point out that tomorrow, Civilization Six Beyond the, uh, the Earth comes out. Oh, boy. And I've already prepaid for it. John, and I'm John. not letting myself even get involved. So I believe that will become my future obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last time I talked about I was watching The League on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And based on the recommendation of 10-plus people via all forms of social communication, <laughs> yeah. I backburnered that fucker. And I wa- started watching the fucking Peaky Blinders. <laughs> the what? The Peaky Blinders. What's that? It's a show on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It's about these like Irish gangsters in Birmingham, England, England, and they like run this bookie shit, and mm-hmm. they they wear these flat caps like I wear, but they have razor blades sewn in, and whenever they get in a fight, they take it off and just fucking slice people's faces up with them. <laughs> 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 and uh, they're just, but they're really badass dudes. They just go around in these slick looking fucking suits all the time. Peaky blinders. The Peaky Blinders. Yeah, it's pretty good. So to everybody who, because I. I had recommended Copper not too long back, mm-hmm. and anybody who ah, saw that recommendation was like, yeah, you got to watch Peaky fucking Blinders. <laughs> so I did, and it was super good. <laughs> awesome. That, the only down thing I have is it's one of those shows where they clearly leave it open for season two because at the end, there's like a non-ending. And, uh, I mean, they resolve a lot of shit, but there's this big non-ending it's like issue. The end, the orange is the new black. Yeah, and I was fucking pissed. I was like, you fucking cocksucking Netflix pricks. Cause, so they do that shit. Because it's also fucking contrived, and they just want you to keep watching. So mm-hmm. I might, I might never watch another Netflix show again because they're fuckwits. Some protest. Yeah, just a solo guy protest. <laughs> <laughs> Formally resigning. Yeah, from Netflix shows. In fact, I'm gonna withdraw my subscription. <laughs> Either way, check out Peaky Fucking Blinders. Awesome. They're pretty good. All right, well, let's do the motherfucking Rogers mid-episode <laughs> music. <laughs> Interesting phrasing, John. I just came up with that from nowhere. <laughs> All right, everybody seemed to get a kick out of Johnny McGovern last time. Mm. And uh, his gay stylings. I figured out he is a joke. 
type person. Somewhere he has a series of YouTube videos where he has like his own YouTube show. <laughs> Did you and, watch uh, it or no? I watched a couple episodes, and he was clearly labeled as a comedian, Johnny McGovern. Mm. But, anyways, <laughs> I do have one final joke band to wrap up this trilogy, and then we'll be done with it. Okay, this thank one, God. <laughs> however, is bringing it back to the fucking heavy metal. This is some fucking death clock from the Metalocalypse show on Adult Swim. Okay. So all their songs are kind of jokey-ish, but then they just have some fucking badass tunes. And I've been listening a lot to Death Album 3, Kuh. which is their third album, which is, it's like a joke death metal band, but it's like the highest placing death metal album that's ever been on the charts. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, so all these ones, pretty badass, bringing it back to the metal Kay. scene. And Sweet. After this, we're going to have right Mr. Into... <laughs> Brad Schwant, Mr. Relian on, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about Nagash, specifically the games that he's been running and how he's been doing, Okay. how to play against them, how to rock them. And so, but this tune... It's called I Ejaculate Fire, <laughs> and uh, let's use a three-minute clip, so if you don't like it. Okay. Skip three minutes.
Pirates. We've got Relly and Brad Schwan on the line. How's it going, hey, man? It's going really good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Excellent. Wonderful. All three of those. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. How's it going? How's it been going? You getting some some games in with Nagash? Uh, been getting games in. Been uh, getting blisters on my fingers. Putting all these models together. <laughs> um, getting uh, all kinds of primer fumes all up in it. <laughs> nice. We are cranking over here. Just popping those blisters. Just working through the pain. Just just throwing cash at my hobby, local hobby stores left <laughs> and right. I got to go to three different ones just to find all different stuff. <laughs> Okay, so what was the process for deciding? Because I think it's no secret you're planning for uh, Nagash at Wapaka. So what, I guess, what was the thought process there? Um, after kind of seeing that he was coming and uh, getting some uh, rules, rumors on Twitter and <laughs> seeing the stuff that was coming out, uh, I actually had a Vampire Counts Cavbus army that uh, I got rid of maybe two years ago. Okay. So I, I messaged my buddy. I was like, what is it going to take for me to get that back? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got it back. Uh, we I traded him, uh, actually, Andrea's Demon Army. Oh, which, really? Uh, <laughs> I did clear it with her first. Oh, okay, I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, you're not playing this. Uh, do you want it? Or So I, I swapped that out. I got ended up getting about 3,000 points of vampires for... Uh, about three thousand points of un or uh, of demons, which okay. it's not quite even because her stuff was painted and the other stuff was not. But mm-hmm. I, I got what I wanted, so I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds and then, like um, I guess, how much uh, retail have you dropped on additional uh, VC stuff since then? Oh, I'm afraid to uh, think about it. <laughs> Is that? It. it, it I don't know, man. <laughs> I, okay, quite I a bit. Quite I a really bit. don't want to think about it. Yeah, okay. it's quite a bit. I, I know I have at least uh, three more boxes of Crypt Horrors and another Mortark to buy before I think I'm uh, going to be happy before Wapaka. Well, yeah, so, you got to get every uh, avenue covered with the summoning. I, I, would, you know I, mean? I, would, I would guess at least 800 to 1200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, including Nagash. The book, Nagash, and... Uh, the stuff that came out that weekend is, is almost oh yeah absolutely like three hundred bucks just for just just for that couple boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a lot. It's it's really sad to think about. <laughs> well, uh, there's worse <laughs> stuff you could piss away your money on. There is yeah, there's a lot. And, you got uh, got this stuff. You're gonna get it together. You're gonna be able to play it with your buds and Wapaka. So you've gotten so you've just been playing like two two thousand point. I've battles? only been playing 2,000-point battles <laughs> with Nagash so far. Yeah, it's uh, there have been some ups and downs, but he's he's pretty pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I guess why don't we start maybe with I guess what are you been playing around with for the uh, the thousand-point army that goes along with him? Yeah. Um, I had a couple ideas right from the start of what to do, and it's evolved three or four times now. My first list um, wanted to take the idea of it's it's a little bit difficult to hit a 25 and summon terror geists right out of the ba- out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So why not just start with two of them in my list? So that's how I started and it was pretty much core terror geists in the gosh. Uh-huh. Um, after that it was wanting the magic support so I got a casket of souls in there. Uh-huh. So that's going to Yeah, so he gets plus d3 power dice per uh, magic phase. 
And uh, since I didn't have the, the points for two terror guys, I, I took one and a catapult. Okay. And then uh, the third and current version has no terror geists because um, I ended up playing a buddy with a light council. Okay. And I, I feel it's necessary. You gotta have that dispel scroll. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other, the other two had no characters, no scroll, and uh, I was getting ready to play a uh, local guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna bring a, a list tailored for Nagash," and I was like, "Yeah, he's gonna be able to bring a light council." I think mm-hmm. it's probably a good idea to have a scroll. Okay. Yeah, because you're, you know, you're mainly worried about war machines, magic. So you were tooling up against the war machines. And you had to kind of dial it back to get some magic defense in there, sounds yeah, like. Yeah, my, my thought right now is I've got some magic defense in the scroll. I've got two skull catapults for kind of anti-war machine a little bit. And then I've got the casket along with my core. Okay, well, and, what's, uh, what's the core then are you running? My core has evolved to exactly five 100-point units <laughs> to, get those, uh, to get those fortitude points. Yeah, the uh, I, I went out uh, this weekend and bought a couple of boxes of uh, Tomb King archers, actually. Oh, they, cool. Uh, I, uh, I shot off my buddy's peg rider with his uh, level 4 lore of light, and I was like, wow, these are pretty good. Yeah, I think they're definitely fun. You know, the most useful kind of skelly you can get, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I've got uh, two units of 15 with a banner, uh, two units of five horsemen, skeletal horsemen archers, with uh, full command to hit 100 points. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a one unit of 30 zombies that uh, I can either, if I really want to, I can put the characters in there, or I can put them in front of stuff and just summon a million zombies and have them hold stuff up. Wrath of the Zombros. Yeah. So what are the horsemen? I guess what role do they fill? uh, Well, they're scouts, and they have vanguard, Mm -hmm. um, and they're fast cav, and they have bows. So, I mean, I can can shoot at chaff. I can uh, conga line them easily if I really want to because they're fast cav. Mm-hmm. Um, or I can go after War Machines. Um, I've kind of been doing all of that with them so far, and it's worked pretty well. Okay, cool. Plus, I mean, having, having to get table quarters at Wapaka, having uh, mobile um, fast cab with a banner is going to be good, yep, I think. definitely. Always going to see that at Paca. And, uh, yeah, I, I can see the horsemen. that got some zip. Yeah, it's, it's kind of my idea for Screw City coming up next weekend. I've got uh, three units of fast cab with banners, so same sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so how many games have you played then with that uh, so far? I believe I have played five full games. Okay. Um, before we get into details, I guess any kind of fun stories or anecdotes of the summoning, or has he been killed yet? He, ha- he has been killed. Okay. The very first game I played, he was killed. Um, unfortunately, he was not killed until turn four, um, so I still got a minor win. Oh, okay. I won by like 300 points after uh, Nagash died and gave up 1,100 victory points. Okay. So not only do you have to kill him, you gotta you gotta yeah, be quick did. about it. <laughs> yeah, if you do it quick, it's a guaranteed win. But if not, it's kind of the, the variation will depend on when he is killed. Uh huh. Okay. Cool. What uh, has he seen any combat? He um he has not seen combat, and I actually think I'm gonna start changing that because. Uh, this last game I just played uh, against Warriors of Chaos with Archeon, mm-hmm. and uh, we we threw them against each other after the game was over, and uh, I was like, wow, this guy's pretty tough. Like, Archeon was hitting him on, wounding him on sixes, and um, I was wounding on threes because of his rule, but uh, strength eight with D3 wounds is, is pretty nasty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you, yeah, gotta 
start getting him out there. I mean, if you don't need to hide him behind a building, I mean, I was looking at his his stats, you know, before we started trying to, you know, if I were to run into him, how would I take him out, you know, besides a gateway? And I'm not sure I would want to run any of my demon units into it. I mean, if if I had a choice, <laughs> I uh, yeah, that's I, that's I exactly because like, I would. In the middle of that game, I was like. <sighs> I think I need to start pushing this guy forward a little bit. Cause so far, I've been sitting him on the back line and just summoning stuff. Um, I think just just because I'm I'm kind of used to doing that with my wizards. But I mean, he's he's a beast. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, even if I were to get into combat, that's not going to stop me from summoning stuff. So I don't see it as being a bad thing unless I make some really bad mistakes and get them locked in with some super combat res or something. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So okay. Uh, how how have the games been going then? Has it been like rock paper scissors kind of like there've been foregone conclusions with your other games or? Um, I I would say two or three of the five or six I played were foregone conclusions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other ones where they actually had the tools to deal with them, it was it was an exciting game. Uh, I played dark elves with four bolt throwers and a light council. That one was oh, pretty cool. tense. That was pretty tense. Um. Oh yeah, back. I mean, there's so much, so much riding on so few exactly. dice rolls in those. Yeah, he got the first turn, and I was like, oh boy. All right, let's let's do this, and we can re-rack and try something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he ended up miscasting, getting uh, banishment off. Rolled oh. six hits on three d6, and oh, still managed okay. to do uh, three wounds to Nagash. So I was like, wow, if he would have even rolled average, he would have been dead. Mm-hmm. Well, what's what strength was he kicking it out at? Uh, strength seven. Oh, okay. So yeah, so wounded on fours and then re-rolling my ward saves, mm-hmm. um, but then he power drained it away. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's we can keep going. Mm-hmm. And right after that was when my uh, my Tomb King archers shot off the level four because she was on flying around on a Pegasus. Mm-hmm. So a couple were foregone conclusions for a Nagash win. Do you do you think there's an army out there where Nagash is a you're just gonna lose because you took Nagash, like a or like a um, dwarf army with a bunch of cannons, or I was trying to trying to think what that would be. I honestly think the average Empire army these days would, oh, yeah. would be a horrible matchup, because uh, if they're running any sort of light council, let alone double banishment plus two cannons, it's it's good night. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, anybody with cannons is is almost fifty fifty win or lose. I think, or try to get the first turn and summon. Uh, Try to summon a thousand points in a turn to to make up for it. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, putting you on the back foot, keeping them out of uh, combat, and kind of limiting. Well, well, I think the what's the range is boosted on his summonings too. Oh yeah, thirty six inches. Okay, so even if he's hiding behind a building or something, he's still yeah. gonna reach out there and get some love. So, I don't know. What do you think for for a five game tournament then? For um, going for like a best general type thing do you you know is that one of the, the better lists you can take is it too risky um do you think there i personally think it is too risky okay. um i i i am used to going to a tournament with a solid list that i think can compete against everything and uh trying to compete for those awards and i think uh while he is completely broken in some aspects mm-hmm. um He's such a bad matchup against some of the good armies that are out there that you regularly see that I don't know if unless you get good matchups, which is such a big part of tournaments yeah. anyways. It's a big um, part and then you know, in your list design you kinda of try to minimize the bad matchups if you do wanna if you're going for the best generals, but yeah, you know, the Nagash 
And you kind of start really, in a certain way. Yeah, I kind of I kind of tried to do that by like evolving my list to have the scroll and sticking with two catapults, even though it seems like they don't do that much. But then, I mean, if I can take out a cannon with one, that's yeah, that's amazing. Stone throwers are shit for like two games out of a tournament. They're okay yeah. for two, and then one, they're just like fucking money. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. I, I haven't used very many almost ever, so it's this is my first time probably in years using them because mm-hmm. I never really used hell cannons with my uh, with my warriors. Yeah. But uh, I can I can see how even just one successful stone tour in a weekend mm-hmm. where I want it could be pretty awesome. Okay, so um, I guess to get to some actual Nagash gameplay type stuff, what for his spells? I guess what have you been running with? Because he can pick pick eight or nine from different lores. Is that there's a? I guess there's only one downside to him automatically having to choose Rise is that you can't default to it, and there are two spells in Lore of Undeath that are garbage. Uh, You pretty much only want the summoning spells out of Lore of Undeath. mm -hmm. Um, But the way I've been doing it to make sure I get those spells is, so far I've been running five Lore of Undeath spells. Okay. And then uh, two Death and one Vamp, or one Death and two Vampires, kind of switching it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, I need Lore of Vampires to heal wounds back. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask about that. So there's one heal spell and undeath and i think it just heals him one wound right uh well no you can't heal anything because uh i think the uh they they kind of rewrote the rules in the nagash book that are the same as the individual books but um mm-hmm. those healing spells are not allowed to heal characters oh okay the, the only I way you can heal that. characters is the uh lore attribute for the lore of vampires okay yeah i knew I, that i'm like 95 percent sure on that but not 100 Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure those spells you can't actually use healing spells on those characters. Okay, so is like one of your early priorities then for summoning to get some more vampire casters out there? If, uh, if well, you no, are taking licks my, from my uh, my list has the two level one necromancers. Oh, okay. And uh, I'll throw a single die early and often with them because I'm getting plus three d three dice with my casket, so it's not really like I'm limiting my own magic phase by throwing a die here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely will heal as a priority if he's taken even one or two wounds. <laughs> yeah. Just get him back up. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's like I have one on him. I have uh, at least one vampire on him, one vampire on each of the other two necromancers. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care so much as putting wounds back on the units. I just got to get that uh, get that spell off to get a wound back to the gosh. Yeah, yeah. Get get them back up to full, and then then proceed with the summoning. Yeah. So, um, I guess is there a couple of default units you've been summoning, like your first out My, the gate, uh, or is it? It's it's match very up match dependent. dependent. Okay. Oh yeah, like, I have a ton. I think I have. Uh, let's see, one, two. I want to say I almost have 20 units available to summon. Do you have like a little spreadsheet with like? I I have a list (laughs) with with the the point cost broken down. I mean, I think it's pretty much a requirement that if you're gonna have a big summoning army like that, you need that that's that kind of spreadsheet or list. (laughs) That would be the worst if you're like playing against some noob. He's got Nagash (laughs) and he's like. 
Hold, hold, me, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, uh, let me see how many points I can get on this uh, vampire. I think I can get a scroll and a weapon. Can I uh, see your rule book? I, I don't have a rule book. I want to look at the common magic item. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it, my list has uh, Graveguard, Zombies, uh, Wraiths, Ghouls, uh, Crypt Horrors, Morghasts, Direwolves, Spirit Hosts. Um, I have an entire page of just character options. Um, Skull Catapult, Casket, Vargulf, Hyro Titan, Terrorgeist, Necro Sphinx, War Sphinx, uh-huh. Hex Rays, and a Black Knight. Oh, uh, that's so fun. Those are my options, so i got to paint all that shit between now and all back up. <laughs> you got to get it on the display board, man. I'm going to have to back a truck into the room just to yeah. have all that stuff out there. You're going to have to go uh, Brandon Palmer style, the rolling <laughs> card. Yeah, there you go. Multiple actually... decks. <laughs> We, he grudged me the first round, so I don't know if he's going to let me borrow a display board. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. So, like, what's the, I guess, for, like, the fighting units, what are you kind of trying um, to get out there? I've been a fan so far of putting out uh, Crypt Horrors and uh, Graveguard. Okay. Those, those are the two units that I will uh, most often summon in the first turn or two with the signature spell. Mm-hmm. So, like... How much Graveguard is 300 points, get you? Uh, 24 with the standard, or 20 with the standard and the Banner of the Barrows. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, pretty much to get a real choppy unit out there with high strength and uh, either hitting on twos or threes or hitting with their normal weapon skill four with uh, a couple extra guys. Just get them out there, killing stuff. And then once, once you got them out there, you, I mean, you can't really go back and add to them. Usually uh, you just move no, on. You can, you can really only units. heal them like you would with a normal unit. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did have somebody charge with a whole bunch of characters and almost wipe that entire unit out in a single combat, so I just summoned another unit right behind you. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> you, I don't know. You're spending a couple magic dice, reasoning like D3 plus one or whatever worth of wounds, or yeah, I'd rather just get just 20, 20 yeah. plus new guys. <laughs> exactly. I just let them all die and try to summon them again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So, um, I guess with the Nagash, on the flip side, if people are going up against him, I guess what kind of tips or advice, or maybe, I guess you might even have to go back to army construction to make sure you have something. Or well, would you just say, certain armies, you know, you're not going to be able to do much anyway, so. I, I think, don't I like to, to think that I could pretty much have a plan for every single army if if I were to take a certain army against every other single army mm-hmm. like I do with any list I try to prep for anything I like in my warriors I'll try to have a guy mounted with a 2 plus flame ward if I face a Kadai or something or mm-hmm. have uh, marks of Slanesh if I fight um, warlocks and I think it's the same thing against Nagash if, if he's part of the meta at your event you need to just try to come up with some way to, to fight against him Um, I think one thing that people so far that I fought have not done is, uh, just, just keep shooting at them. Um, even small shit's gonna, uh, get a wound or two or three eventually. Yeah. Little bows and crossbows and other. Yeah. The game I just played, um, yesterday, the guy had Marauder horsemen with, uh, with javelins and throwing axes and put two wounds on the gosh (laughs) over the course of two turns, he put a couple wounds on them. Those are ballsy little dudes. Die, you fucker! <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I think if, if he if he didn't have like a ton of shooting stuff in his list, he was trying to hit Archeon and a 
unkillable BSB he was trying to get to Archeon to fight him and uh, pass off those uh, self-inflicted Archeon hits. But uh, he didn't really get there, but that was his plan. I think if he had softened me up with maybe another wound or something, it might have all worked together. But then again, obviously, I'm going to try to plan against whatever your plan is. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it goes but, back uh, to, I mean, in um, every wound you do to him, they're going to use magic dice to heal that back. I mean, because yeah. you said that was a priority. So, you know, just doing wounds to Nagash might limit the amount of units that eventually get summoned. Yeah, you know? I agree. So you can at least, you know, try to keep that in check, even if you don't feel like you have a hope of ever killing him with those shots. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a great way of looking at it, too. You can't, like, go into a game going, oh, God, Snagash, I'm going to lose. I mean, it's, it's it could be a, a pretty uphill battle because he's pretty nasty, but... Um, you got to think early and often, just just try to put wounds on him, and that'll slow down his magic phase and try to get to him and get some combat res. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, challenge him out or something and take as few wounds as possible something or like whatever. That. I don't know. I mean, just just, just try. <laughs> yeah, well, and even, you know, he can he can still miscast and get sucked down the hole. I don't know. He he does get to re-roll he gets his miscast. He a re-roll, but, yeah. but um, you know, over the course... Of how many games you play, that's going to happen to you at some point. Oh, I, I agree. I, uh, epic. The uh, <laughs> yeah, roll roll two in a row, or if somebody gets really greedy and rolls like a power drain, mm-hmm. it's like oh, going to re-roll that. And I would think to myself, that is a terrible idea. <laughs> but I'm going to let you do it. Go for it. Yeah, and then you you see that uh, that one and three come up. It's like oh, I'm going to use my wall pack of re-roll. Nope, sorry, buddy, <laughs> can't re-roll a re-roll. <laughs> Good old pack of re-roll. Uh, and I, of course, have been practicing every single game with the wall pack of re-roll in mind. Of course. Absolutely. Yep. Awesome. So I guess my last question specifically, has it been fun playing with Nagash for for you and your opponent? Um, I would say four of six games were pretty fun for me and my opponent. Okay. And then, uh, well, maybe only one game was kind of like we we're both looking at the table going... <sighs> Yep, this is going on right now. Um, <laughs> let's just get it over with. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see if, uh, like, I've played some pretty horrendous lists in my day mm-hmm. that could be very unfun for my opponents, but I like to think I can make a, a, a decent game out of it for both of us, even if I'm stomping somebody. So um, I think it's also to do with who's actually running the army. So hopefully mm-hmm. I don't get totally gashed for sports for uh, summoning 2,500 oh. points of undead in a game. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it depends on the kind of event you go to. Like Wapaka, you don't really mark people down, but if you do want to be in the runnings for best overall, um, I don't know if that's your goal with this, but you definitely I feel you need opponents. to get at least yeah. one favorite opponent vote. Yeah. And if you want to win overall, I, I think you need to kind of build your army with that in mind. So, I mean... Yeah, I could, like, this last game I just played, um, I summoned a whole bunch of stuff in the first two turns because I rolled two 12 power dice magic phases and he only had a level two no scroll yeah level two with no scroll versus uh two 12 12 dice magic phases mm-hmm. so i kind of held off a little bit towards the end of let's maybe not summon that extra <laughs> unit of 11 cryptors this turn okay <laughs> <laughs> not that i would actually say that in the game but yeah well I, you know because i mean that could also be considered bad like maybe you're demeaning or something but just kind of maybe pull off the gas just a little bit no i think definitely uh, there's folks out there that do do give that a thought. I try to, but usually I'm just like, fucking kill him! Yeah, it also depends on who you're playing. Like, I know a few guys where we're going to go in there, 
with brass knuckles and try to punch each other under the table before we try to pull up on the gas. But mm -hmm. there are other guys that I might not know them so well, and if I'm completely stomping them, they might not have a good time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that was a point character. It's going to have an effect on the game. Oh, yeah. Like that. So uh, maybe just going up to, to 2,400 points or... Even 3,000. I think Nagash should be pretty baller at 3,000. I don't know if I could afford to play him at 3,000 <laughs> points. <laughs> take out a With small I would load. want to play. <laughs> I might switch to more like light magic and, and death magic instead of uh, undeath. Mm -hmm. Maybe just have a couple units to summon, but um, might run him more with maybe like another choppy character to take some of the steam off or put those terror guys back in the list and start summoning uh, Necrosphinxes instead or something. Yeah, I think definitely at those higher points, you're getting a little bit away from that rock, paper, scissors type, yeah. type thing. And your opponent, you know, if Nagash goes down, you might still have tools left to do some stuff. And then your opponent will have a lot more goodies in their basket too, so they'll be able to have uh, some tools in the, the work box to maybe deal with him. I think this than... is pre this event is pretty much the the perfect storm for for using him. Uh, like if I was to take him at Screw City, I don't think he would last in more than uh, three out of five games. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think it'd be pretty easy to smoke him with the amount of artillery that's going to be there. Yeah, I think that is a pretty good estimation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, any uh, closing thoughts on Nagash here? Um. Seems like we're having fun with him. Yeah, he's 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 fun for me, and uh, he can be pretty wild at a game for uh, both opponents. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess my advice is just just keep at it and shoot him. <laughs> just shoot him with uh, ballistic skill. It'll work. Fucking take him down. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for for chatting with us, and we're gonna actually going to have you back on in a following episode. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Undying Legion in general. Cool. And maybe without Nagash, what kind of fun stuff you might be taking. And then go over some PEKKA-specific questions with uh, the, the new Nagash book and then also just some of the Fortitude-type stuff with the scenarios. So, yeah, we'll All go right. over that. Sound good? Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I go for, man, just trying to soak every last point out of a list. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, fuck it. We'll talk to you next time. Later. All right, later. Next up, we got Rogers. <laughs> Point hammered history. <laughs> okay, this time I've got a little blast from the past for you. Mm. On the pro-painted blog post, the last one, oh. on the very bottom I have a little banner where I encourage people to click on the banner and it'll take you straight to eBay with Pro Painted already in the search bar. <laughs> okay. Because we're looking for first people to help find these Pro Painted gems. Okay. It's a there's a lot to wade through. A lot of the Pro Painted stuff isn't that bad to be honest. So finding them shitty gems is a task. <laughs> but in this banner is the picture of an old spell familiar, like it's pink. 
and it's like a walking spell book. Yeah. You remember when they had the old, like if you bought a wizard, you usually got a familiar with it. See, I think that was before I fucking played Warhammer. And I played Dwarves at first, too, so okay. I wouldn't have purchased well, a wizard. Well, when you bought like a metal old wizard, you always it always came with like a random familiar. Okay. Which is like... It could be like a little dude holding some scrolls <laughs> or like I remember I had a necromancer one that was like a little tiny skeleton with like an eight foot staff he was holding up. Yeah. And this one is a it's a walking spell book. And this that is actually one of my models. So that's my <laughs> pro painted masterpiece. <laughs> but I wouldn't just put somebody else's model in the banner. <laughs> is and, this a confession? <laughs> well, that is actually the oldest model I own. No shit. That's one of the... I picked that up in a Empire Wizard um, blister, blister pack. pack. Yeah. <laughs> and I never did anything with the Empire Wizard, but I painted it up because I used it with my Slan Mage Priests. Yeah. Which was for my Lizardmen, which was my first fully painted army that I ever did. Uh. So that familiar was one of the first uh, models in that actual army, and you can kind of see the reds. Like I just, you know, I just had one of each color, and I would mix in white or black to make it darker. Yeah, you know. So all my the Lizardman colors are really pastel. So that dude has like a real pastel kind of look to him, and he's been fucking. <laughs> flopping around in boxes in and box. stuff from time to time. So he's all dinged up. But that one actually, when I, I sold my Lizardman army to Big Darren, remember him? Yeah. I'm and then right. I had this little familiar who he went with the army, but he really wasn't part of the army, and he wasn't part of our deal or anything that we had. So I just decided to keep him <laughs> as like a little keepsake of the army. Yeah. And he actually started a tradition where I've actually sold a bunch of different armies, and especially War Gods of Egyptus warbands. Yeah. I've done three or four, and I always keep one model from each of them when I sell it. And I've got them all on my, right on the, uh, like the my monitor stand. Mm -hmm. So I'm always just looking at them. So this guy, he's just sitting there every day, fucking looking at him, just chilling, <laughs> speaking to me. Um. But yeah, this is one of the oldest models, the oldest model I own. Do you know what your oldest model is, John, that you have in your possession? Um, I've picked up so much random shit over the years. But you must have like the one that I actually purchased new that you know are the that's like the first dwarf you ever did. And since you probably sold off everything else, you know that that's like all you have left, you know. Somewhere I still have a Ziploc bag full of old Ralpartha lead models that I painted as a kid. <laughs> There's a black dragon, and they always used to come with these little naked women, so I have some of those. <laughs> and then there's just random McGraw-Partha fighters and shit. Mm -hmm. But in terms of my adult Warhammer career, it would have to be just some of the old dwarf stuff mm -hmm. since I got rid of all the 40 Kahay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious for the listeners what, what their oldest models are. Yeah. If they, they're painted, if they still have them. It's kind of fun to look back on that old stuff. But, yeah, that little bath, that little pro-painted motherfucker, that's mine. I'll own it. <laughs> nice. All right, let's fucking move on, buddy. You got a blog pick. Yeah, so this month, this week, whatever, <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> I, all right, 
I'm going to highlight this post. It's called Step by Step, Your Wah Ends Here. And it's on Massive Voodoo. It's uh, some bro on there just by Massive Voodoo, apparently. I don't I guess they don't distinguish their names. But he did this fucking diorama. It's a battle scene diorama of an orc war boss fighting a dwarf slayer. And it's fucking super cool. This is the kind of shit that I wish I had time for. Mm-hmm. If I had all the extra time in the world, this is the kind of shit that I would work on and do. It's so fucking yeah. cool. The degree of realism that he's got going on here is just insane in the painting of both his models. I think I looked at that. That's like... Did they, like, hand sculpt the models, too? Because they're, like, bigger scale. They are pretty huge. It looks like it's resin, though. I had just assumed he bought it, but if he sculpted that, well, holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Then it's even you know, that's fucking what they more they do awesome. in a lot of, like, the European Golden Demons. The they top guys will just completely sculpt scratch build something. really huge models from scratch, yeah. The fucking basing on this thing is just mind-blowing. The fucking... The detail on the dwarf is so fucking cool. He's got all these tattoos on him. It's one of the very, very few times I've seen tattoos on miniatures look really fucking good. So mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm wowed. Okay. I think I'm just going to quit my job and work on shit like this. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine this dude has a job other than this, right? Well, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> lives in Germany. I think they're in Germany, most of those guys. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Either way, check it out. Find she's the gonna link. move somewhere where the cost of living is really low. Yeah, and then, and then just churn these babies out, and <laughs> you know, somehow you just get money for it. <laughs> yeah, where does the money come from? That's the impressive part. Although I think if it was a job, it would suck. I just like to do it for fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, Fuck check it out. Badass. We'll have a link to that on the show notes. Dioramas. God damn it. Moving right along. What yeah. do we got, buddy? Got Raj's army theme. The new segment. The first time Raj is going to unleash an army theme on us. <laughs> Good Lord. This one, this is an army that I thought about a lot, which would be really sweet. <laughs> but there's no way in hell I'm going to do it because I already have one Skaven army that I'm not working on. <laughs> and I definitely don't need this second Skaven army. And this one would be like a siege theme skaven army yeah built around the big like the, the plague things. furnace yeah. and the screaming bell sure so i would do those up i'd have one of each maybe a second plague furnace mm. so i'm gonna have a trifecta but i would do those <laughs> up to be like siege towers kind yeah. of things sure and then the so it wouldn't just be a siege tower. Like, it'd still have, like, the screaming. It'd have the bell on it and everything for that one. And then, like, the plague furnaces would kind of have, like, the built-in battering rams built in. Yeah, sure. And then the display board, the front of it would be, like, the perspective from inside a castle. So there'd be, like, a castle wall <laughs> in the front of it kind of blocking it. So then you have to look over it. And then there's like the the army on display, the Skaven army coming at it <laughs> from the wall. And then so there'd be like you know Empire guys or something in there standing up there, kind like, of yeah. yeah, defending the wall. And then you look over to see the actual army. <laughs> that'd be badass. And then you could do the uh, the gutter runners would have like little grappling hooks and stuff, and they're like running at the wall. And then the slaves would be dragging along these. These ladders and stuff like that. <laughs> and then for the A-bomb, you can make it into some kind of 
crazy, like heavily armored, like a living battering ram type thing. Yeah. Or you could do the same thing with like a doom wheel. So sure. you have like a couple battering rams that are kind of like warp stone charged for the doom wheels. Yeah. Stuff like that. So <laughs> I don't know. I always thought that'd be a really cool kind of army theme <laughs> kind of deal. <laughs> It'd be kind of fun on the battle because it always looked like the armies, whoever you're playing is like trying to sally out and like trying to stop your siege units from like hitting the wall or something. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so that sweet. one, yeah, definitely would extend to the unit selection. Might do like a unit of the clan Eshin, like the night runners, like the tunnelers. So I could have like a Within the castle wall, like a unit of night runners would be like popping up through the ground. Badass. That so. seems way more scaven than assaulting a wall. They'll just tunnel into that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so that That's is something it? I've always been kicking around. Okay. And I definitely won't do I've based already, on the failed. Yeah, I've wild still got the, clan. Fuck, the wild clan scaven. <laughs> you know, Tupperware tub in the basement mm. that I have to rummage through every time. I'm looking for bits or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to do this, definitely go for it. I love, love to see what the finished result looks like. I think it could be really fun, and I don't know. It seems like the army choice wouldn't be too bad. Right. You can pretty much take whatever you want and just kind of siege it up a bit. Sure. So. All yeah, right. That's the fucking theme, man. Badass. Well, let's fucking talk to the legend. Yeah. Let's see what this cocksucker's been up to. Fucking foot. He's been so smug in the Gorkamorka lately. <laughs> is he? Is he winning? Is he gonna? Is he gonna tell us? <laughs> He's doing all right. All right. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's hey. up, buddy? <laughs> Just getting getting ready for the weekend. Awesome. How's the Petonians coming along, man? You still gonna hit that North Star deadline? So I had to do. I, I did the math today. I'm like, I have to do one model a day to get done in time. <laughs> Jack has to do 10 a day. Yeah, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's no exaggeration. <laughs> wow. Yeah. One a day. That's easy peasy, man. Yeah. You yeah. like double that doing, number on weekends. Yeah. Three, it'd be no problem. Yeah. Well, how many hours are you in per model? Oh, shit. Um, those nights got to be close to two. Two per model? Yeah. Ah, that's not too bad. Come yeah, on, buddy. Not, no, not compared to you. <laughs> Knuckle down, man. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully after this weekend, I'm going to put some time into it. Hey, yeah, you're going to have to make some sacrifices somewhere. Are you guys doing a honeymoon? No, we don't have time. Uh, we might do one next summer. Yeah. Depending on how things shake out. But, well, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going North Star, dude. Uh, I know, man. I'm glad you got your priorities straight. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of priorities, how's the Gorka Marka campaign coming along, man? Well, so far, not too bad. I was I was feeling like I was on the ropes. You know, recently, you know, I, I played JJ Jack in his movie's first game, and I was a little nervous. But turns out when those guys get into close combat, I made them, made them fade away pretty good because JJ Jack still rolls like JJ Jack. <laughs> that managed, is uh, true. managed to feed him down not too bad this time. I'm sure it's going to get harder. And then I played against Bear, who blew up one of my vehicles, and shit just went <laughs> from there. Bear's fucking heavy shooter went nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking on fire. Dickweed. <laughs> no, in our game, that fucking big harpoon cannon went nuts. <laughs> yeah, I decided to try out the, the lesser used harpoon, and yeah, it worked uh, out pretty good. I got I got some lucky rolls in there. Yeah, you just had to make like a series of lucky rolls, and it worked out pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's pretty much the name of Dorkamorka. Yeah, pretty so, much. Man, that's strategy, otherwise it'll break your heart. Just go in there, roll some dice, and cross your fingers. <laughs> 
you going to be working on any more models this well, year, have, you think? Well, I don't know what I'm going to add more, but I, I did add a lean harpoon gun onto my, onto my nut. Angry. Mm, nice work. Yeah, so I, I did get that put together, and I don't think I'll have to make any more guys. They keep dying. <laughs> I lose one guy a game, so I never have to get any more. <laughs> nah, best case scenario, dude. Yeah, win, 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 <laughs> die. Awesome. Well, yeah, you have to. When are you going to try to get your you get your meat wagon back? Ah, uh, your good old supper wagon. <laughs> well, I've actually got the supper wagon. You're confusing that with the kill cruiser, oh, which is the vehicle wow. that your mob stole. <laughs> Oh, they stole one of your vehicles. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get them back. We'll, we'll get it done. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking creep in when you're least expecting. <laughs> Audio nightmares. Drive it right the back door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, all right, man. Yeah, we'll let you get back. Good luck to... with the Bretonians. Yeah, I'd love to see them for North Star, uh, but I can understand if you end up falling back to the DC. Undead legions. Uh, don't half ass them. I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna make it work. Damn it. Don't half ass them. We got we got a fucking reputation here, buddy. If anything, whole ass them. Yeah. <laughs> Always whole ass. One thing. Never half ass two things. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of wisdom for you. I'll catch you guys later. Yeah. Take care, yeah. man. Thanks for chatting. Yep. Bye. That's the fucking foot. Let's get into Raj's hidden hobby dollars. Yeah. So for the stamps.com stuff, I had to put a bunch of stuff on eBay Yeah. as part of my auctions. And one thing that happened was I was completely out of ink, unfortunately. Yeah. And I just randomly, you know, I needed to get the shipping labels printed out or whatever. So over lunch, I just went to the local ink place, and I got three cartridges, and it fucking cost $33.52 for Doesn't sound too bad. $11 each? (laughs) Well, I didn't realize it would cost that much, John. Okay. And I was concerned because I'd only sold sold a couple things, so I wasn't even sure if the money I was going to make would be equal. (laughs) (laughs) Or more than $33. Nice. 52 cents. Anyways, <laughs> so I went back home, and I fucking looked around at a bunch of websites, and I found the same shit mm-hmm. on 123 Inkjets. Okay. And those were they're only like five ninety nine a piece. So with shipping, it was like 23 bucks. So you but then they hand. wave... Oh. They waive the shipping if you go in on like a triple, triple batch of the shit. Oh, nice! So I just went fucking hog wild. Just went balls deep in that shit. Yeah, so I ended up saving about twenty, twenty-five bucks in the end <laughs> when I went for the trifecta there. But anyways, so if you do want to save a bunch on your ink, one, two, three, inkjets seems to be the place. But then that really wasn't enough for me, John. Okay, I had to. Spend hours researching what the best printer was for the most print- efficient one. Yeah, because 
the most bang for your ink buck? Yeah, I'm looking for the Rolls Royce of printer efficiency here, I think you're John. looking for the Prius of <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think you're looking for. The Chevy Maybe. Volt. <laughs> Maybe. The fucking, yeah, the hybrid of efficiency. And... I couldn't really find much good info. A lot of it was geared toward businesses mm. and not some idiot printing out <laughs> stuff on eBay for occasion. Yeah. But I did find this fucking sweet-ass Samsung monochrome laser printer. Oh. It only does black and white, Yeah, but it's the fucking cheapest per print on the market. All right. For sure. So it's about 80 bucks, but I think it'll... It'll last forever. I'm going to have a link up to this bad boy. Did you buy it? I'm really thinking about it. I might ask for it for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. These are the kind of efficient things that give my my engine rev, John. I see. As soon as I peel off the wrapping paper, see that printer there? (laughs) You're going to have a boner? I'm going to fucking pop a major chubby. Yeah. So I'm going to... We're going to have a link to that bad boy in the show notes. If you are looking for a printer, I think definitely if you have some kind of mail order type business or anything like that, yeah, you're definitely going to want to invest in some kind of laser printer right. for the black and white shit. And anyways, we'll have links to both of those bad boys on there. If you do use those, it'll definitely support the cast. And major thanks to everybody using all the other links we posted. Yeah. Uh, the eBay for Cheers sure. for that. We see the fucking money coming in, and these beaks are fucking getting wetted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it definitely fucking helps us out for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's the fucking especially nerdy hobby dollars this time, my man. All right, well, let's fucking do question of the week, dude. Yeah, this is a continuation (laughs) from last time. What do you think about the Warhammer rankings? Are you excited that they're coming back? Mm -hmm. Are you groaning Mm because you have to hear about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on? Give us your thoughts. Are you people. asking? You're, I can. Oh, okay. I thought you were asking me. <laughs> no, we already know what you think. <laughs> All right. All right. Get How do you contact us? us? Pointhammered at gmail.com or facebook.com slash pointhammered. Or you can get me on Twitter at pointhammered. Hammered underscore Raj. Give us a line on the 601 try HPBV yep. phone number. Number's in the show notes. Let us know what you think about the rankings. You'll get yourself a free entry into that vacation contest. A truly priceless prize. Priceless, John. <laughs> Nobody could ask for it's anything no longer more. worth just $5. It's priceless. Nice. Is that it? I think we're done, buddy. Yeah, we're going to kick it out here with some more Death Clock, my man. Mm. This track is called Rejoin. It's also on Death Album 3. <laughs> If you dig it, <laughs> check it out. Suck my balls. Out.